0: It is Christine Conti and Brian Prendergast, and we are two fit crazes and the microphone. We're where it's at. How's everyone doing this week? I'm good. Oh, I good. Hope so. All right. So we have such an exciting show for you guys today. And before we get into our super awesome, special, amazing, talented guest, we need to do a little recap, like we always do, of our last podcast. And Brian, do you remember what you were talking about with me?
1: We were talking about you and your fitness, craziness, all combined, rolled into one for an event coming up in July.
0: We got eight months eight to prepare months. for this mentally.
1: Wonder Woman versus Iron Man. Physically. Dun, dun,
0: dun. So the week before we talked about how Brian was so fit crazy and just annihilated the Philadelphia Marathon. And then, you know, we'd like to one up each other. So then...
1: I, you know, like I've really got to come up. I'm going to swim the English Channel next week.
0: I'm going to swim the whole world <laughs> the week after. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's going to be great. So
0: um, talked a little bit about that. And yes, July 22nd, it, it's still happening. I am a week in now of documenting Road to Ironman in Lake Placid. And um, I've got a crowd rise page up and there's going to be a million. I have million, a question. Yes.
1: What? How come you're always in your car?
0: I'm not, sometimes I get home at night. I want to make sure that I'm alive at the end of the day. I feel like you're I, like, are you homeless? Yeah, I am. I live in my car and I'm a nomad and I travel from place to place and just work out everywhere. Um, no, I'll sit in my, it's my solace. I've got two oh. kids, the cat. You saw, I did a documentary on the staircase and there was like a cat jumping up. My I daughter understand. was like doing, I don't know what. It just really takes away from the content because everyone just stares at her.
1: I I get it. I sit in the driveway for five minutes sometimes before (laughs) going in the house. Oh, absolutely. And then uh, you know, then you take a deep breath before your Mm -hmm. hand hits the doorknob, and you say, "All right, here we go." Yeah, going. Am I ready?
0: (sighs) Inhale, exhale. (sighs) Okay, we got. I'm gonna re-enter who I need to be again. Put my 85 hats on my head. Um, But yeah, that's why I've been documenting a little bit for my car. I will try for you to Uh, just an
1: observation. Do what you do. Switch locations. Be Christine.
0: Oh my goodness! Anyway. So needless to say, there is a Crowd rise page. We are raising money, um, raising awareness for rheumatoid arthritis and also for um, the Ironman Foundation. Um, I've been talking to a lot of different people about you know cycling and and running and all this stuff. Um, and I did go ahead um, and swim the 2.4 miles. I actually did that in the in the pool on Sunday. <laughs>
1: You know, just uh, um, just, just get wanted, in the pool and swim. I
0: wanted to get a baseline to see if, if I could do it. It took me about an hour and a half. Um, I saw that, you know, most of the average times are like anywhere from like an hour 10, hour 15. I'm feeling pretty good about that eight months out. I did not drown. My son is still kicking my little hiney in the pool. Um, but it is what it is. And you know what? Training will tell.
1: You've got a lot of time, and it's definitely, you know, the the programming for the training for the Ironman is definitely of progression. And the idea is to, you know, is is to peak there. Um, you know, get to a certain point where your you know, your fitness levels are, are where they need to be. So you've got time. So good for you for getting in the pool <laughs> and, uh, and, and, you know, just definitely take it as it comes. It's uh, and I'm so an looking adventure. for
0: some bicycles. That is the biggest thing right now. I can swim and run without anything else. Right. But I can't really do the bicycle part without the bicycle. Right. That's where I'm at at this point. So it's coming. We'll see. We'll, we'll get there. But um, but that's kind of where we're at at this point. And I watched
1: Pee Wee's Big Adventure with the kids the other day. Oh,
0: yeah. where he loses it in that yeah, Alamo. Yeah, now he's got to go
1: find the bike again.
0: When I, go, yeah. when I go to Texas or the first time I went to the Alamo, <laughs> that movie had already come out. And I'm like, where's the basement?
1: I thought of you on the bike. Oh, great. Awesome. It's
0: going to be awesome. Anyhow, we're moving on for today. Um, we need to introduce a very amazing guest that we have today. And she is going to talk to us about her story and about her journey and about how she got to where she is today, which is pretty amazing. So we would, without any further ado, Brian, unless you want to put any other things about me riding Pee Wee's no, bike. No, no, no. Okay. Let's get Thank this. you. <laughs> um, I want to introduce um, the creator, the founder of Plyoga Yoga Fitness, Miss Stephanie Lauren is with us today.
2: Hello, mm-hmm. how is everyone?
0: Good. you are fabulous, and we are extremely excited to have you with us for today. And we've got a million questions, and Brian, what, I mean... I feel like I'm surrounded by abs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you are. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> uh, yeah, play yoga. I mean, we obviously, Christine is... is quite involved with play yoga and uh it's something that i've done myself and and uh i've actually taken stephanie's class uh that we just i just had to remind her of that uh, it's she's very, really famous. Uh, yeah no why. i'm like i'm so i'm so um <laughs> you know i'm forgettable what it can was i say years ago no it was it was a long time ago and i've actually taken a couple since then uh you know just just here and there Only a
2: couple What's uh, I,
1: know, going on? I know, I know, I know. We, we talked about this. We've talked about. He
0: doesn't do play yoga. I don't run. That's
1: the way it works. And then we just go out. And, we're gonna swap mm-hmm. like training regimens, I know, I and heard. we're gonna just see what happens. Like, there's a big experiment that needs to take place here.
2: Well, I was telling Christine, you guys swip, swap. Right. You guys swap your training regimens for each other. And then I was telling Christine, you guys should collaborate, come up with like the ideal training for a marathon. And I'll be your guinea pig because I've actually never run a marathon. Okay. So for me, that's amazing.
1: Holy cow! We just roped we just roped somebody accepted. in here. We got three <laughs> fit crazies. Yeah, <laughs> I, no, I, I might I, be coming back. Look, no. I think I, I really think and we'll get into it more because uh, I'm I'm a big proponent of the style uh, and and the the methods that uh, that you've come up with. Uh, you know, for, for fitness and training. And and I think it works just about everything that you need for not just running, but a lot of sports. Um, You know, let me tell me, how did you, how did you come up with this programming? I mean, where did it start? How did it begin? Where did, you know, start with yourself?
0: Yeah. So Stephanie is from the Jersey shore. So why don't you tell everyone kind of your, your background? Where, where did you grow up? where did you go to high school? Would you, what'd you do? Okay.
2: So I grew up in Toms River, New Jersey, so Jersey Shore. Uh went to Tom's River Schools, Tom's River High School East and uh The ended Raiders. Up, the Raiders, yes. <laughs> Tom's River High School East is where I still hold the long jump record outdoor. Um, what was that? Do you remember? Yes, it was seventeen eight. And actually when I graduated college and was coaching, I was trying to get I was coaching my sister and I was trying to coach her to break it, because I figured if I'm going to get somebody to break it, it should be in, in our Keep name. Keep it in the family. Yeah. she just didn't have the same fire, so I still have it. Um, but anyway, I graduated high school, ended up going to Towson University in Maryland and competing both on the gymnastics team and track and field team. So those were my two main sports. Really, gymnastics was my passion since I was little, little. started when I was four, and uh, it was something from a very young age that I found a true passion for, not only just the apparatus, but also the strength and conditioning component of pushing the envelope with your body and kind of testing the the waters and seeing how far you could push it. Loving
0: and, and the work we talk about a lot. You yeah. love the work. Yeah, you put which in. is
2: unique as a child. Mm-hmm. Like I always was like obsessed with, with abs and muscles and like just the strength component where so many of my teammates, although they were really amazing at say floor or splits or bars um I was like pull-ups leg lifts like boom 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 and I'd, I'd be excited about the strength and conditioning the plyometric training um so that was to
1: many it that's the torture aspect of it and right, they just want right. to get out there and compete right <laughs> just give me to the game yeah right the practice why do we have to do
2: the strength and conditioning let's just go to the events that were but I mean obviously that's really and truly the fifth event in gymnastics it's so crucial it's essential sure So, um, so that was really my like main focus my whole life from when I was four, literally started competing when I was seven. It's the earliest you can compete. Um, and then, you know, four to five days a week forever, you know, all year round, that's an all year round sport. Um, so that's what I was doing my whole life. I also danced uh, recreational love dance, but gymnastics. And then in middle school is when I started track and field. So. My background being an explosive, body weight, um, quick twitch type stuff. I was a sprinter, jumper, and hurdler in track and field. So those are my main events: were high jump, long jump, triple jump, and the hurdles.
1: It's awesome, awesome, yeah. yeah, explosive and and definitely uh, you know strong person's events. You know, you're not going to go in there. Uh, you know, too flimsy. You definitely have to have, you know, just, just that strength that you spoke about. That's great. How far did you take gymnastics? How far besides to college? I guess is. But.
2: Yeah. So I went to college knowing I'm not done with gymnastics. I want to do this still and compete in college. So um, I went to Towson. I I was um, actually a walk on there. So Towson University was Division One, one of the top teams and although i was good and if you watch from the outside you're like oh could you have gone to the olympics you know people that don't really know that much about gymnastics but going on a team like that there was like 10 to 15 girls and almost all of them were full rides so, I wasn't quite at their level, which was fine, and I wanted to you know I was wanted to be a part of the team, and so I still got to compete here or there, but I wasn't like an all arounder, but it was still just an amazing experience because the team was such at a high level collaboratively, so the talent level was just insane. So I did it through college through my senior year, and then it was like a divorce when I graduated. Now what? <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. was exactly, yeah, that's what I always say. It literally was like a divorce, like, okay, well now what am I going to do? Right. Gymnastics isn't really one of those sports like soccer or tennis that you can kind of just go and find an adult league. You know, so sure. That's how I kind of got into coaching.
1: Yeah, and coaching track, coaching gymnastics as well. I was doing
2: both. So I graduated. I came back to New Jersey. I actually, went to school for teaching, elementary school teaching, which a lot of people don't typically think think that that was what I went to school for. But I did. I always loved kids. So came home. I was like, I'm going to be one of those that gets a job in New Jersey, you know, right away, which you guys both know, if you know, you know about teaching Christine, not an easy task. And uh, so I was substitute teaching. In the meantime, I was um, started working at a gym because I was kind of turned the corner. I was like, all right, well, how am I going to stay fit? I'm going to get into the gym atmosphere. And then I started coaching the track and field team at High School East right after college. So awesome. I did that for three consecutive years. I was coaching winter and spring. And then um, after those three years, just to fast forward is when I kind of took a break from finding a teaching job because it wasn't happening for me. And I was getting frustrated with the idea of it and, and my you know, knowledge in it and just not really making that to full use. So I got a full time job. I was coaching gymnastics at Devlin Gymnastics in Wall Township, um, t- coaching the team. So that was awesome.
1: That's great. They're yeah. a very, very well-known outfit, right? Yes. Yeah, They. they uh, I know some kids that have done Devlin, and they've, uh, they've gone pretty far with it and done very well.
2: Yeah. Most of the coaches there were gymnasts when I grew up there, and they've been there forever, which tells you a lot about a business, right? That's
0: where my daughter's currently doing some things until she grows to be six feet tall, and... <laughs> <laughs> but it, amazing! I mean, the just the all-around athleticism that you know you you will garner from that um, oh, yeah. experience, I think, is is amazing. So now, take us take us forward to, you know, kind of what has made you this, you know, this really, I would say, a household name to some. Um, there's been some really cool experiences that you've that you've had. Now going forward, there's this. Play yoga fitness now so at coming out of college and you know all these other experiences and with that frustration I always think that everything kind of happens for a reason Absolutely. and I'm sure that you know with teaching even though you're frustrated it's you were taking steps forward even though you might have felt like oh am I making a step backwards everything is a is a progression and we're always evolving so now how did how did this start? I know that, you know, I know some of the story, but um, for our listeners out there, you know, ev- everything starts somewhere. So now, where was this? And I know you have a passion for fitness, just like these two fit crazies are over here. Um, when did you f- have that feeling of like, I'm gonna do this. Like, this is it. This is this feels right. It makes my heart happy. When did that happen?
2: So I had my first child in 2012 and that was when i was coaching gymnastics and all of that i took time off obviously went back part-time and then that was also the time that i was getting more into i was personal training i had gotten a personal training certification i had gotten my first fitness you know teaching certification with i started with kickboxing actually And was just really, you know, turned the corner with my passion, not only just for gymnastics and sports, but then in fitness of weightlifting and going to classes in the gym and things like that. So I started to learn about different programs and different classes out there and had gotten a few certifications myself and obviously found the things that I was excited about that I wanted to, you know, um, inspire other people to use or work with as tools to elevate their fitness. So... I guess you could say it was about a year after my daughter Savannah was born and I had been in the fitness industry for about four and a half, about four and a half years at that point, teaching personal training and that became a new passion, um, kind of from gymnastics moving over to fitness and being that role model of trying to help people just be inspired to move more and exercise more efficiently and effectively and reach goals and small baby steps. And um, you know, I started to learn about all these different programs out there, and there are so many in the fitness industry. And I always say some are amazing, some are good, and some are not so great. It's okay, uh, for it's whatever okay. reason, it's okay, right? Um, but you know, people have ideas and they want to put them out there, and awesome. So you know, there's always going to be people that love your idea and don't like another idea, and that's that's fine. So um, I started to, I guess, really look at the industry and see you know what what's really like on the rise here what's really you know hip and hot and popular and but what also is hit and hot hot but also going to be around for a long time and it was hit training right hit and hot <laughs> um so high intensity interval training was starting to be like a a big i guess talk in the industry about how effective and efficient it was and that's kind of the style of training that i did personally as well so Um, looking at that, looking at some of the different programs out there and thinking, you know, wow, I really find personally the way I work out has always kept me really fit and people have, had always asked me are you training for something you know after after college what are you training for are you doing a competition you know a fitness competition and I was like no I'm just training like this like I just train hard this is what I'm passionate about you're always seeing, training you know. it you're always training always for training. something
0: you just don't know what
2: yeah right exactly
1: I would say I like feeling good
2: right I like <laughs> feeling and, and looking good right this <laughs> is just, just
1: what I do we <laughs> enjoy the at work
2: that's right. what it is i mean to me it's like why train if you're not gonna get results that's what i always tell people right if you don't if it doesn't challenge you it's not going to change you that's what i try to tell people that i work with because so many people i mean this could be a whole nother thing right Absolutely. Are doing the same thing day in day out or four days a week five days a week for a year mm-hmm. and they look the same and i'm like how, you know at some point you have to stop and, sure and reflect I'm like what am i doing wrong or what could i do different to get to where i want to go you know so um, so anyway, uh, I looked at that and, and looked at the rise in hit training and how popular it was getting. And then looked at myself and said, okay, well, when I work out, I really don't stop. I'm not chatting. You know, this was before play yoga started, before I had to, like, smile and say hi to everybody. I had my headphones on. I was in it. When I walked in the gym, I was like, boom, you know, I'm going... I'm not resting. So I say it was leg day. You know, my my recovery was maybe like a plank or push-ups or burpees. Um, so active recovery was like a buzzword for me personally. And um, I feel that was a big way that I kind of kept, you know, getting stronger and leaner and meaner. I like to say, not really, but. Um, and then the other thing was um, I found, like, reflecting on my own personal fitness and saying, like, okay, I really – and I always tell people this because people wonder, well, what side do you come from, plyometrics or yoga? Obviously, if you know the sports, it's plyometrics. But the reason yoga played a big role in the creation of plyoga is because I wasn't taking yoga after college when I was in the gym. I mean, when you come from that athletic background, and a lot of the listeners are probably relating to this, that were athletes, were coaches, are coaches, is that we have that mentality that mindset where we we go hard or we go home we you know we want to sweat we want to burn calories we want to walk out of a gym our you know definition of a workout is we're drenched in sweat we're feeling good we're like rejuvenated where yoga for me then wasn't that it, i really didn't have much experience with it but i was like i really should take some yoga because I'm no longer on a gymnastics team, I'm no longer really working my balance and flexibility because as you two probably know, when you take HIIT style classes, a lot of times that isn't really infused in there. Right. And so I found that I was missing something and I was going to fall far away from my, I guess, well-roundedness that I had, if that's a word, that I had grown up with as a gymnast. I mean, it's really everything. Um, and so I was like, it was kind of a light bulb moment. Like, wow, there's got to be so many athletes out there that are not getting their yoga or their balance, their flexibility, their core strength, their breath awareness, even right for running. Sure, you need to sure, understand. Absolutely. So that was a big, a big component. And it was kind of a, a culmination of all these different things of well, why don't, you know, why don't I take all of this expertise, this passion, this knowledge, this uh, feeling of something that I'm missing from my personal, you know, knowledge and get more into that. Obviously, for, fast forward a little bit, I started taking more yoga, I got a yoga certification and um, realized what better what two better disciplines and fitness to put together in a world where people are wrapped up in all of the stuff and the gadgets and the technology, than two things that require only your body, which is plyometrics and yoga and Marry the two together to create play yoga, which was in 2013. It's awesome. Yeah.
1: It, yeah. I mean, it's amazing. Explain it. It tell, tells, tell the fans, the audience what it's all about.
2: All right. So play yoga is really a body weight interval system. Um, I, I tend to leave out the word high intensity, although it is a high-intensity interval training system. A lot of times, people hear intensity and they think, you know, they're they're scared of that. Really, it's it's whatever intensity you want to put into it. Just like any workout, right? You can give whatever you give, you're gonna res- get out of it. Um, but the real unique factor, because there's a million different HIT programs out there, is that I found that all like I mentioned before, all of these HIT programs, all of these HIT classes that I would take, there was barely a warm up, and even worse, barely a cool down, if any. Um, And so that's where we implement yoga. So um, yoga in play yoga is used as the active recovery, which I mentioned earlier with my own personal workouts before this all started. And so it's kind of this back and forth of if we think of interval training, it's, you know, a short amount of time pushing your body to the max to get the most out of your workouts rather than, you know, doing an exercise for two minutes you really can't be going full 100% if you're going, you know, if you're doing it for two minutes. Eventually, your energy level, your efforts are gonna drop. So, the intervals are about 20, 25 seconds of just all different body weight, natural movements, high knees, frog jumps, bounding jumps, um, all different stuff. Speed skaters, anything that uses a lot of different muscle groups, get your heart rate up, calisthenic type of things, and then when you get to that point of I really can't do this effort for much longer. We implement a simple yoga posture, something like chair pose, tree pose. And you're in that for a really short amount of time, like 10 seconds ish. And it's really the focus for that, you know, over the long haul, obviously balance flexibility. But in that moment is to recover your heart rate so that when you go back to the interval, you're able to give as much or maybe even a little bit more than you did the first round. And then the third round, the same or a little bit more, where typically if you just went on and on and on, with a high intensity type movement, the effort level would diminish, you know, diminish eventually.
1: Sure. Yeah. I, I love it. I mean, even those, it's, it's, it's really strength on top of strength. Um, you know, holding those yoga poses after doing you know the high intensity stuff is is it, it can be difficult. You know, it's 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 Absolutely. a little, it's a holding that pose is there's a lot of strength in that. I love you know I love the isometric stuff and and really just those those long holds and I love yoga. I come from a yoga household. My mother uh, is a yogi and she's you know she's been doing yoga for a very long time uh, for a reason that uh, we'll get into for in a little bit. That's uh, great for you. Yeah, yeah being no, a runner. It's, yeah, it's it was something that you know I I kind of. Um, it was funny because my mom would always say, You know, you should do some yoga. And I'd say, Yeah, whatever. It's my mom telling me, you know. <laughs> I was like, Yeah. <laughs> I don't and listen to my mom. Yeah. I don't listen to her for anything, let alone, you know, tell me what to do physically. And, uh, you know, and meanwhile, she's as tough as they come, and uh, you know. So then I would say, uh, you know, then one day I stumbled, stumbled into a yoga class myself, and I went back to her, and I was like, "Mom, you know, yoga." And she just kind of laughed and said, "Yeah, yeah, you know, it's <laughs> it, it's it, it's hard, it's tough, it can make." Didn't you, sh- you just
0: post about being sore from yoga or getting your butt kicked or something? I love
1: it. I've been doing yoga since the marathon, and and really feeling good. T- I said I went from I'm um, a little less tin man and a little more gumby these days. Nice. <laughs> I love it. And what's awesome too that I'll mention, um, with hit classes, like
0: many hit classes, it's go, 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 stop, right? Mm-hmm. So yes. one of the things I think is really cool to point out about play yoga is that you're getting rid of that whole lot of nothing. And by putting in that basic yoga pose, now we're kind of infusing some things that people may not normally do. Right. Um, and what I think is so cool about this, this concept is that um, even myself, you know, practicing yoga for like 20 years now was so separate from the high intensity, like you're going to go, 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 and then, okay, well, this day I'm just going to do yoga. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's great. However, that's not a high percentage of people that will do that.
1: Um,
2: or that have a time to right. do a hit class and then yoga.
1: Right, know. absolutely. Right, and it's, and it's bringing that yoga to a crowd that might not, you know, just like you said, that might not get it. Uh, otherwise, and you know the you know the benefits of of yoga and things like that you know are, are the tremendous, like we said, you know there's strength in it, there's there's mindfulness, and there's all those things uh, and and i and it's just you know you and and I think that maybe even you're bringing some of the yoga people into a high intensity uh, type of thing. it's just a blend it's it's perfect
0: now what what I have a question for you not to cut you off, Brian. what would you tell the yogis, the ones who are like, Oh, I don't I don't do that type of thing. I mean, what advice can you give them to, you know, to kind of cross that bridge to come into a play yoga class?
2: I mean, it's just changing it up. I mean, no matter what you do, so many people are going to train in formats that they enjoy, right? Because it brings fulfillment, which brings them back to it. So, in order to continue changing your body, you got to change it up and and kind of cross over. So, a lot of yogis are true yogis and that's all they practice and it's phenomenal. Usually they look amazing. um, But I would say that for the most part, unless they're doing super power yoga, uh, you know, majority, they could use a little bit of increase, you know, increase work in strength, Um, endurance, agility, definitely agility is not in yoga. I know some yoga teachers would probably argue that there's definitely strength and endurance, which there is in yoga, but it's just a different level. So I think for anybody coming from either end, because they are kind of polar opposites when people look in and say like, when they've never taken yoga, how the heck can you bring together plyometrics and yoga? They're so different. Um, But you got to try a class because it's really, truly an experience. But I always say you gotta try different things to see what works, and you may love it, and you may see changes in your body that you didn't realize you know, and be sore in places that you didn't realize were there um so anyone that's opposed to it, it's just because it's the fear of the unknown right so I always sure. you gotta try be you open try minded yeah. yeah,
1: no, there's a lot to it, yeah that they uh I, how does uh, how does it work? How is the class structured? So is it generally an hour long class? I mean, is that how you position things? Is that how you teach it?
2: So we tip. We actually started with an hour format, and we we realized that it really could be condensed, you know, more efficiently in a forty-five minute. So currently, our our signature format is forty-five minutes. It's a four-part system. So we got our warm-up. We call it Plyo Flow. It's a dynamic. It's a unique kind of a warm-up than you'd see in a typical group fitness class, like no step touches or, you know, reaching across and tapping. It's it's really a I guess kind of a new wave of you, know, you could say group fitness when it comes to the warm-up. And that's something that is an inspiration really from I guess my track and field background that dynamic type warm-up, which I feel is really beneficial um, because I, you're I do. stretching.
1: I do them before my boot camps and things like that, just like, you know, just moving and and just just getting those those joints juiced. And yeah, because
2: you're stretching and warming up your body at the same time. Absolutely. So it's it's very effective. So that's our warm up. And then our second part of the class I call is the heart and soul of the class. That's really where it all began when we started, you know, the, the, the format. So play yoga verse is what we call that second part. And that's all of the transitions. That's all of the plyometric intervals with yoga as active recovery. There's core, um, intervals in there as well. So you get to go down on the floor and work that core throughout. So we're not leaving the core out ever. Although even when you're on your feet doing plyometrics for those, for you guys, you know, the core is involved almost all the time. And I make sure of, you know, to focus on that when I'm cueing. Um, so we got core, we have all the strength, endurance, agility, your yoga holds are in there And, um, and then that takes up a lot of the class. Then we have this thing we call plyo explosion that scares people sometimes. Um, but really it's that, uh, I feel that that little extra is where the magic happens because most people, when they train, I, I always say, how many of you raise your hand are ready to start the cool down? Like you think now is the cool down time. And most people raise their hand and I'm like, no, it's plyo <laughs> explosion time, you know, and that's like, right. oh, and then they want to cry and curse anymore. <laughs> that's more, um, you know, but um, as the leader, as the instructor, as the trainer, the coach, it's about pulling out what these people don't realize they're capable of, their potential, their true potential. So I always say, give this mini pep talk. Listen, this is where you have a little bit left. I know there's more in you and you're going to dig deep. You're going to get it out and it's short. So, so sometimes you're like, okay, sure. You know, you got to get – it's all mental, right? Right. Um, and so it's that final push, and then we have a beautiful, nice, thorough cool-down, which is all based um, in yoga. Yoga stretching and um, finished with like a whole nice restorative little end piece that you would kind of like a feel of the end of a yoga class. So that's, I feel, the really unique standout and appeal – in the fitness industry um in that people come in they really don't know what to expect a lot of times when it's their first time they're drenched they're they're like you know moving they're holding they're moving they're holding they're working their core everything's burning but then at the end when they walk out of the room they're like standing up taller their posture's better they're feeling so awesome about themselves because they walked in maybe maybe thinking they weren't going to be able to accomplish the class so that just sense of accomplishment, confidence, rejuvenating feel because we finish with deep breaths and like sighing. And it's just a whole experience. It's really an experience. And that's what I am, I guess, the most proud about it is that it's not just like, hey, play is a great workout. This is truly an experience that you should get from the minute you walk into the end.
0: Awesome. So I guess the next question is, so we go from – Stephanie who's in high school and then this great athlete in college and now kind of everything lining up and creating this program and now um then what then what happens with you know I mean this is fascinating to a lot of people because when people come up with ideas how does this happen how does it move forward um and I know after that you can't just say oh I have this idea for a fitness company like hey let's <laughs> just hey i just gonna so Explain to everyone. So now, now what's the process? I mean, because obviously you've got, you know, trainers all over, you know, the country of the U.S. in Canada, in you know, I think what there's we've got some trainers in like like a Kuwait, a UK, a South America. <laughs> like there's some random Czech places Republic, all over. Yeah, England. So I guess explain to everyone, um, you know, how how that goes about. And so it's been a process of traveling and getting on circuits of. Um, you know, fitness conventions and and things like that, Um, you know, explain because PlayOga has been very organic. It's not a company unless I'm unaware that it's been bought. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm always the last to know. know. (laughs) Always the last to know. Um, But it's not like a, you know, a big conglomerate. There's not millions of dollars behind it. You're not going to see PlayOga on, um, you know, on an infomercial right now, even though my mom used to tell me that. Christine I saw the play yoga my friends and I'm like no you didn't mom I (laughs) love her to death but it wasn't play yoga it was I'm I'm positive it was something else but explain that because it's fascinating to to a lot of people how you know how things work so how did you know how did it go from like I thought of this idea this is really cool (laughs) and now spreading that to getting someone like even like myself or Brian on board to you know yeah to do it so how did that start
2: so we were like, this is play yoga. We threw <laughs> it at everyone. And they were like, yes, no, we're here. Yeah, that would be an ideal world. That'd right? Be great. No, of course. It's a, it's a new thing. It's trying to get people to believe in it. And like Christine, you mentioned, um, it has been an organic growth. So it literally was my husband and I are partners in this. We started this together and we started with five hundred dollars, registering this as a trademark, and going for it, and being like, "This is this is gonna work. This is great. This is real science-based, you know, stuff. Exercise." And um, so after we got trademark, we got it all like legit, and um, started going into gyms, talking to trainers and instructors, and people who were into fitness and doing trial classes and demos for free I mean at first you have to do things for free so people can see it and see that it's the real deal that it isn't some crazy you know program and um so then slowly you know we'd have our first certification which was November of that same year was almost I guess seven or eight months after we registered it as a trademark and um two people on our first certification that were like this is really cool they liked the master class and one of them is still actively with us which is so cool because it's like she believed in us when she was literally one of our first trainers that was like this is this is cool i'm i'm interested in starting to cert- you know not to start certified but start to teach classes in this program And then the word spreads, right? So, you know, you mean, Christine, is that we got, you know, there were trainers that believed in it. They took a class with me. They got certified. And then they started telling their friends about it. Just like if you go to watch, go to see a movie or you go to a a restaurant and it's good or bad, whatever it is, you're talking to your friends about it. You're talking to your family about it. So that's kind of how it happened. And social media, um, that's really how we've been able to grow. And it's pretty amazing when we look back and see, you know, so many programs out there that do have huge companies behind them or investors that have invested, you know, millions of dollars in their marketing, their branding, their everything. There, are all these shows that we've done and we've literally taken the money that we've made and reinvested it into helping us grow and to be at these different shows and to travel to the shows and, um, just all that's involved in even just being in one trade show. Um, as an exhibitor and a presenter, which a lot of people don't realize, they probably think, Oh, you get paid just to go. It's no, no, not so much. (laughs) So, um, yeah, it's been amazing. But of course with any business or new venture that's, you know, starting from the beginning from scratch, there's going to be people that think you're crazy, that think it's stupid, that won't even try it. Sometimes family, right? It's always, (laughs) it's always family that is like, they're doing such a good job. They don't know what like, they, have like, no they no idea. don't no yeah. idea. I agree. Um, Your
0: company is so cute. Steph.
2: Yeah, it's so cute. It's so cute, what I you're know. doing.
0: When are you gonna go back to teaching?
2: Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it's it's been pretty, you know, an interesting ride. Obviously, not all happy smiles all the time. You know, just money constantly flowing. I mean, it's been struggles, and and then we have great times and and tough times, but. You know, with anything, really, especially when you start something new, it's you got to take those no's and know that there's always going to be more yeses and more people that believe in it. And um, that's really, I guess, how we've just continued to propel forward, because we're always evolving. We never believe that we have it all figured out even now, four and a half years later, we're still talking to top exercise scientists and people that have been in the industry for years and years and are top players in the game as far as exercise science. Um, to try to change our manual and up our game and evolve with the trends or be ahead just slightly of um what's out there. So, so more and more people are like, oh, what's this play yoga? This is really cool. And more and more people are talking about it. More and more people are telling their friends. And we've had some really awesome opportunities come from it. I mean, within I think it was in our first year, we had um NBC was it NBC New York. No Fox Five mm-hmm. New York. Um, we filmed a workout in Central Park, New York City, and they they interviewed me, and it was so cool. And it was literally on it's amazing. the news. It was really cool. So, and there's been so many more that you know probably just are not in my head right this second. But just you know all the different people that we've met, and all the different people that we've certified, and and some that are still with it, going strong. You know, growing with us, and some that just came to a certification to be inspired just to learn for their own personal fitness. So,
0: so I'll, just- I'll throw it in here. Cause I know you're forgetting this big one that um, aside from the news, Stephanie actually was out in LA for two months, one summer. Um, tell us about this experience because there were a lot of people that oh saw God. this for, for better or for worse. This anything, any exposure is sometimes good exposure, right? Mm-hmm. And um, how, Tell us about this experience.
2: Sweat ink.
0: Tell us about, I mean, at least tell us about the experience because watch that's the, a cool. Did you the show, Brian? I, know.
2: Did you even hear that? No, 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 no. <laughs> this I'm, is the, I'm, this first, the first time. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Tell us. I guess
0: I never really got into that, but yeah. this is, I think this is this a really is, cool, a experience, cool experience, right? Everything you use as experience yeah, in this world. So right. can you tell us what the heck that was, even? Yeah.
2: So it was just two years ago already. Actually, so People over were pumped two about years years that ago. around yeah, the so, country. So Jillian Michaels, everybody knows Jillian Michaels.
0: Stephanie's better than her. But I just, <laughs> I'm, I'm who said that? I well, agree. Little
2: nutty. Little nutty, that's all I'm going to say. But anyway, she wanted to have a reality show. And it was called Sweat Ink. And it was on Spike TV. And they were recruiting or looking for 27 entrepreneurs that either had a fitness program, a piece of equipment, or a combination of a piece of equipment that had a program designed around it to find the next fitness phenomenon. Uh-huh. And so I'm like, oh my God, this is like Plyoga is going to win. You know, <laughs> like when someone, someone actually that's right in New Jersey saw the flyer at somehow, I don't know how it got circulated originally and she emailed it to me and it was like, if you think that you have the next fitness phenomenon email, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, why not? Right. So it was literally like a year process because things changed, but what, whatever. Fast forward. I was invited to be on the show. One of 27 in the whole country to represent play yoga. And, um, so we were put up in, the beaches basically outside of LA. Um, so it was a, an amazing experience living in Manhattan beach That's awesome um, for six weeks. The only really hard part was leaving my daughter cause she was only three at the time and my husband and, and <laughs> anyway. And so, um, we were out there, we filmed, it was all different kinds of people and, um, some were jokes of course, it was reality TV, right? And and some were awesome. Some were really cool gadgets that you see, you know, at big trade shows. And you may see at a fitness convention. You may even see a piece of their uh, equipment at a gym. And so I met a lot of awesome people. And we filmed for about five to six weeks. And long story short, I didn't end up making it to the finale, which was really, in the end, is really a joke. Ridiculous. the guy that I was... <laughs> up against <laughs> should I go into this you don't even have to It was it's, just a goofy it's reality TV it's reality they, TV. they
0: manipulate
1: what they want right. for the ratings and what not so,
2: yeah, so was, it, was it something
1: that I would like just yeah, like a fitness type of thing that I would enjoy you would
2: probably have got a kick out of the show because there was a lot of great things on there a lot of great inventions on there a lot of cool programs but there was also the laughter the comedy factor right, but right. there was basically a series of challenges that you had to use your program or your thing and with stephanie
0: killed it on every single every one challenge. of them yeah. i won
2: every challenge um popularity you know weight loss because i had to work with us two subjects a man and a woman for four straight weeks only with my program and
0: this is so cool this they, is the cool part and right? they like, killed
2: it right my my i won every single challenge i think i may have been one of either the only one or one of only a couple contestants that actually won every challenge and didn't didn't even make it to the finale. The guy that I was up against that beat me, his program had like three names. One was Sexercise.
0: (laughs) See, Brian? You totally would have liked it. Uh, (laughs) Oh, man.
2: Except it was a guy in spandex Uh. tuning. Even better. Booty, booty, pop. Anyway.
0: Oh, do you have nightmares about that?
2: Uh, Sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. But anyway, so... (laughs)
0: Give Brian and I minutes to recover from this one. I'm I'm googling. Oh my! You don't want to. Oh
2: yeah. So fast forward. You know, it ended. There was a guy that won. Uh, No one really
0: knows. No, it's fine.
2: No one knows his name. I mean, if you said his name around the country, I don't know if you know. Ten percent would know.
0: But did people watch this, and did you get feedback?
2: People watched it. Honestly, it ended up being a pretty bad, like it got terrible ratings. But overall, for me as an experience, when I look back, it was a great experience because for the like month, not month, for like six months at least to a year after it aired, which was just two years ago, was October two years ago, I had people from all over the country emailing me being like, I saw you on Sweat Ink and you totally should have won. That was so ridiculous. I want to hold a training. Um, all over, Minnesota, yes. California, Illinois, Florida, Georgia, Kansas, like everywhere. And it was the coolest thing because I was like, this show was a joke. I was like kind of upset but pissed because I knew like obviously I should have been to the finale. But in the end, I didn't have to give a percentage of my profits for a year to – them and all that comes with all of that the small Um, print yeah the small print of like the 50 page contract that we had to sign (laughs) um but amazing opportunities came out of it amazing new friendships and relationships of you know one for for instance really quick i just have to share one guy john out in chicago that is a yogi but incorporates some like uh, explosive tight movement in his yoga class that saw it. He emailed me that night and he tells a story every time he does a training with me that... I- I, I wanted to email you it was like two in the morning and I was like she's not gonna get back to me and he emailed me I emailed him back the next day we booked a training at his st- yoga studio in Chicago like a few months later and he's you know on his track to being a master trainer with us uh, every time I go out to Chicago him and his wife host me they pick me up from the airport they make vegan dinners when I'm there like it's amazing and it's just because I was on that show that I met him so it's just it was really a cool experience
1: yeah no it's a great up. Op- you know it opened doors yeah, and that you know you can't go wrong with that it's um, you know yeah. sometimes you uh, and and sometimes even with this industry you learn um how things are and you know what what drives things and and uh you know it's a good learning especially mm-hmm. early on you know you didn't you weren't um you know five years down the road with that and really working yourself into something uh so it's cool yeah i like it i, I love stories like this i mean it just sounds like you know you guys have you i mean it, it was an idea and you filling a need, right? Yeah. Which is how all these great creations come about. And you know, and you guys bootstrapped it yourself, which is amazing. I mean, it's like there's America. And uh <laughs> you know, you really you really it's it's cool. It's it's yeah. it's something that uh you know, I'm really impressed. How how was it working with some of like the um, the certification boards and, and getting uh, actually qualified to, for accreditation exactly and and, and continuing ed uh, credits and things like that? How did that work?
2: Yeah, so after the first six months or so, you know, personal trainers and fitness instructors for those of you that don't know that are listening, people need to keep up their continuing education credits um, as a personal trainer, as a group fitness instructor, whatever it may be. So. Um, we realize we need to pick you know the top ones to be um, approved by so basically we get that stamp of approval um, from those top organizations so that when anyone comes to apply yoga certification they will get a good amount of CEUs from the the main ones in North America so ace which is American Council on exercise aFA naSM which is the big one really specifically for personal training um, very well known and um, isCA which is the international strength conditioning SCA um which is a big organization as well in the U.S., and then CanFit Pro, which is the major one in Canada. So those are the six or seven now that have basically, you know, stamped their approval on our, our program, our, our course, our certification, and um, people can get their continuing ed through those organizations, and usually a lot of other ones as well if you submit some type of, um, what's the word?
1: The, like a an approval, of like some a pr- sort. yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Um, because those are you know well well known ones, so that's always a, that's a really good thing for trainers. How to many hear.
1: how many certified uh, trainers do you have at this point? Oh, we're, ballpark, ballpark, we're
2: over a thousand. Yeah, we're close to twelve hundred that we've certified in the past four years, and really all over the world because we now offer, which is pretty is a little newer, I guess, the past year, year year and a half, our live online trainings. So we realized that we couldn't be everywhere. And if someone emailed us from Czech Republic wanting to get certified, the, the demand wasn't high enough for us to go out there. So we, um, you know, figured out a way to host live online training. So they're not, because we didn't want to get away from in-person trainings because a lot of people, especially more old school people, want to be at a training. They want to feel that sense of camaraderie. They want to see you in person. They want to be in it with you in a, in a room. But there's there's need for the technology and so we um offer these online trainings but they're live so we still have to be engaged and we're using a you know a a live video streaming platform and that way people from all over the world can tune in from the comfort of their own home use their bathroom use you know drink and eat in their house but they're still engaged in the same exact uh, schedule um as our typical certification and they still get their you know certificate at the end, they participate in the class, they do the practical, it's the same. So it's really a cool opportunity when there's not trainings in their area.
0: So talk to us about, I mean, it seems like such cool experiences, right? Like in the last, what, four and a half years, what are some of the most awesome experiences you've had with, with play yoga? I mean, with all the traveling and all these cool people, like what are some of the top ones that come to mind when you think back from, wow, this was, this was an idea that I had, and and to, to now. What, what are some of the ones that come to mind?
2: Well, one was definitely the show that we just talked about. Another one that we haven't mentioned that I guess was relationships that we had made, Thomas had made, and uh, was the Brazil thing that I did. So um, I was actually asked or chosen, I guess, to be uh, one of the featured instructors on an app in Brazil that they actually just launched about a month ago. Um, so it was linked with their biggest gym chain called Body Tech in Brazil. And they already had this app. It was called BT Fit. Well, it's called BT Fit. And it's basically virtual personal trainers and fitness instructors. So you can, you know, download the app and work out with people and take classes on this app. Um, so they already had it going in Brazil with, with Portuguese instructors. But here, this is this was they were pulling, um, you know, top instructors from the U.S. to come over, film a bunch of workouts in your kind of category so I was chosen for boot camp and um so I was there with my family actually for two straight weeks filming um 20 minute boot camp workouts like five or six a day for two weeks and um so they just launched that app in the U.S. so that was a really cool experience that I wasn't filming play yoga but it was a relationship that came from being in the industry um that was really memorable which is how can really we, cool how
0: can um how can our listeners access that app
2: you can go right to your app store on okay. whatever Android or um, Apple advi- uh, Apple device and just search BT Fit. So it's all caps BT Fit F I T. Nice. And if you go to Bootcamp, very cool. See me, see me.
0: Very very cool. We'll uh, maybe we'll put that up on our on our link Definitely. too. We'll put Everything. that up on our Fit Crazies yeah website cool. or
1: Facebook, all that stuff. Well, I, have a, I have a I have a question. Really cool ones, go for it. it. I have a question for you, Stephanie. Okay. How did you end up with uh, with Miss Christine Conti on board for, uh, for yeah. Playa Yoga Fitness? Everyone knows that. The, cra- listeners the, c- know. crazy. the crazy over here, he's pointing at me. <laughs>
0: this is this case like some next sort of, to me. Is this
1: some sort of penance for you? Well, we tend to
2: surround ourselves, right? Or should <laughs> yeah. surround yourself with people that are oh, like yeah. you. So
0: How have you been putting up with her? So,
2: I didn't know Christine growing up. We only... Well, I guess because you didn't live in, in this area of your whole true. life, but so I guess it was like the first year I think that we were in it and I was, you know, we were still young. We were holding certifications. There were low numbers. Um, and so I was always, you know, you're always searching the web and on Facebook and somehow I came across Christine's name probably through someone. I mean, we, why not? We, we I mean... live only like 20 minutes apart. So came across her name and clicked on her and saw, you know, your website and saw all the millions of certifications that you had and probably figured out at that point, like, okay, she looks like not only like crazy like me, but also the, you know, the real deal, not just like, um, you know, like you had a you were well. She wasn't.
1: She wasn't just hair and makeup. She, she, was, was, uh, she was. She was athlete, the real deal. And that's it was just I, yeah. oozing, oozing, yeah. awesomeness.
2: Well, she had a similar, similar, I guess, philosophy as far as being an athlete and then being in fitness. And so I kind of saw that. And I literally just, I think, friend requested her and sent her a message like, "Hey, you look like someone that,
0: dude, you called me,
2: might be interested." You called me. Oh, I just called you. You just but called. It was you. like I December. We first. It was December. Was it December? And you
0: just randomly called. I'm like, who is this? Like, I just had a kid. And I'm like, yeah.
2: Maybe yeah, Lauren was like one or something. Yeah. She was. When you came and got certified, I think she was just she one. She was,
0: yeah, before. Yeah, she had just turned one because we had talked you like. I saying that. Yeah. Yeah, when you just started, it was hysterical. Yeah. yeah. So
2: I called, mess whatever. And it was kind of like, you know, have you heard of play yoga? It looks you look like someone that would be interested in this program that would love it and i remember you checked it out you were interested and you're like all right well when when are your next certifications and you came to one like what two months later maybe or yeah february yeah and then she was like well this is what i i want to be a master trainer for this and basically came to the next three or four that you needed to you know do in order to become a master trainer we have a couple steps it's a process and she did those really quickly. And, uh, you know, some people take a couple of years like I want to be a master trainer, but they have a lot of stuff going on. It's not a priority. So this you could tell was a priority. And she became a master trainer with us probably within a year or less after that and has been going strong and, and uh, part of our core group ever since.
1: You know, crazy as it sounds, it's probably like me taking your play yoga class and you come into my gym for the certification and then putting a class on there and then teaching some of our trainers, you know, some of them were certified uh, I know Debbie Coitle was, was certified. Oh, yeah. uh, and, and Jen, uh, the kind of who owns my gym, was certified as well. It's probably how Christine and I ended up knowing each other. And they were they were at Brick Fitness. Jen yeah.
0: used to sub for me. And that's how I met her before right. she, yeah. like when she was doing her art. And that's how I met Debbie. And then they
1: all. Because so, I didn't
2: know how you two met. It was then, I guess. Me, for sure, Brian, she's, she's and She stalked
1: Meb. me. Meb she stalked me in boston running marathons and reading newspaper clippings i think is that how the story goes i
0: actually have a room in my house with all these newspaper clippings of brian all over the wall there's red circles and lipstick all all over there
1: and and darts (laughs) yeah so thank you so stephanie thank you i think for everything (laughs) You for creating this <laughs> this whole oh, this oh, whole okay. thing <laughs> i thought you
2: were saying like thank you i think for being here so no many. no 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 for introducing
1: <laughs> me to this maniac who i adore i love it it's, you know we, we like having fun here so it's it's oh uh oh my gosh yeah it's great it's great and
0: again this has been a crazy ride crazy experience which is why we're here podcasting is to fit crazies and microphone and welcome our third fit crazy to our podcast today which is you fit in quite nicely I had, so I had something I, I want to ask you
1: and it was, and it was, I wanted to get back to it because it was something that I lived with, with my mom, not only with the yoga, but something that she has, uh, that she's had her whole life, which is a severe case of scoliosis. And I understand that you have that as well.
2: Yes, I do.
1: Yeah. How does that, how does that affect it? How is that brought into play yoga? How has that like affected your athletic career growing up and things like that?
2: Yeah. So they found that I had scoliosis. I was in like seventh grade or something and that's when you're growing. So that's when it tends to increase or increases in the negative way. And so it's like when you get to 20%, that's when you need to look into getting a back brace. So I pretty quickly got to 20%. So eighth grade, middle of the year. Uh, I was getting molded basically my whole body for a back brace that I had to wear for 16 hours a day. And at that time, I was doing four hours of gymnastics, like four days a week. So I had to wear it to sleep and I had to wear it to school. So imagine everyone listening and you guys going to high school, going into high school, having this. It was like this thick, like a couple inch thick plastic hard plastic on top of your clothes and it went no under my clothes oh. yeah it wouldn't be. Oh, okay. yeah so I had my brace clothes and then I had like my cute clothes because it was like made me look like a box so you can imagine being super fit and like working so hard for your body and 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 everything and then I had this like horrible thing that was not comfortable either it was hard you could punch it well i'll get into that joke (laughs) really quick but it was like here it went all the way up to the top of my back had three huge velcros that you had to tighten so it was like so i literally had a good really good posture um and then it went down to like halfway down my butt so that was also lovely going into high school um but i was a trooper i guess i like my mom always says you like because a lot of kids I mean, it's very rare actually to ha- to get to the point where you have to wear a brace. Wear the brace. I think it's like two percent, mm-hmm. and it's more common in women than men. Um, but I I wore it. I tried my hardest to wear it the 16 hours, and it was funny because the one day of the week that I did not have gymnastics at night, I wore <laughs> I wore it after school so I could wear like a normal cute outfit to school. Aww. It was so sad, but we made it like a joke. You know, I was like lighthearted about it. I told people about it and I already, I had abs already because I had like 12 pack when I was like seven and I was just crazy. But people <laughs> would like my eighth grade friends when I started wearing it, like they knew about it. So they would joke with other people and they'd be like, Hey buddy, come here, check out her abs. They're ridiculous. And they would punch me in like punch me in the stomach. It would be like guys too. Like punch me in the stomach And it was hard. Hard as a, was like a rock Yeah That's awesome And I, and they'd be like Why did you just punch her And like it was like This whole big joke But it was like She has like seriously Steel abs And it was really like Heart plastic But it was like This whole joke that we It's just, a good
0: thing You capitalized on this yeah, As you're getting older totally. With this whole playoga thing And this is That yeah. was a See everything It happens for a reason It happens yeah.
2: But you know what It just To fast forward It just You know Went to show that I didn't use it as a a crutch and like made it as an excuse. Um even if they even if I had a doctor, an orthopedic doctor that was like, you can no longer do gymnastics or you can no I wouldn't have listened because that was my life. That was my passion. It made me happy. It made my heart happy. And so I I didn't have a doctor like that. He said, you could still keep doing gymnastics. Honestly, keep your core strong. Good. Because that's going to help you. And so I had to wear that brace for three years. Um, I had to get, you know, the x-rays every, not too often, but so often to see how it was getting worse. And um, the last time I had to wear it was I was like almost 21. No, no, no. It was like, well, it was three years. I'm sorry, after that. And then they had to keep checking me to make sure that I wasn't getting worse after I was done wearing it because I was pretty much done growing. So typically it stops. But I was at like 38%.
1: Like yeah. thir- or 38 like s- degrees, degrees
2: off like straight. So they say at about 40 is when they start to contemplate surgery. The plates, the metal rods. Yeah,
1: my mom is actually <laughs> past no. 40 uh, does she percent have the rods? no, and and it, because of yoga, she does not have the rods because of yoga. She. She had, uh, you know, this might even make you feel a little bit grateful. She was, this was the late '50s, early '60s, when she was going through those high school growing years, mm-hmm. and she actually spent. She was homeschooled her junior year of high school. She spent her entire year in a, like a plaster cast. Oh wow! Bed, you know, bedridden because <gasps> oh, that's my God. that was that's the modality. That yeah, was the modality back then. So. Oh. So she, uh, she's great. My mom uh, was a writer and an English major and things. So she I remember she shared with us a story that she wrote. It was called Plastered Before 16. And it was like a story about her, uh, you know, wow. plastered at age 16, I think was the title. <laughs> that is cool. So after that, she got into, you know, things to strengthen herself. And she's, uh, my mom's very, she's tiny. So, you know, it was like she was always just doing things to, to kind of keep everything together. And she ended up um, getting stronger and doing a lot of running, right? I come from a running family. She ran uh, she ran marathons in the 80s and was doing, you know, the, the leg warmer, uh, you know, Jane Fonda type of workouts and jazzercise mm-hmm. and things like that. And uh, it was getting bad and it was getting, you know, to the point where she was going to see specialists in the city and, and getting looked at by all these high-end doctors. And they were kind of recommending getting the rods put in and, and, and doing the major surgery that she had been putting off for her, you know, her whole life. And uh, she stumbled into a yoga class and just said, you know, what do I got to lose and took it and loved it. And it just meets her personality completely as well. It was almost like the last piece of the puzzle. You know, she's mm-hmm. a social worker. She's, um, you know, a social worker and yoga instructor like since then. And, uh, you know, her back strength and core strength and everything is really grown so much since then and and uh she ended up buying a yoga studio and was teaching you know several classes a week and she's 71 years old and she still teaches i think at least two classes a week and probably never got the rods and never did she's it it gets worse i mean
2: she have pain regularly yeah
1: yeah she does and you can see it i mean you can see her rib cage on one side is definitely you know more compressed than the other side and if you looked at her x-rays you'd probably puke in your mouth because it's 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 wild (sighs) However, you know she's she's kind of done it, you know, naturally, and just using her body to heal her body, uh, and you know as much as she can to keep mobile. I mean, if
2: if she were to stop moving, right, or myself as well, it would be it probably would have been bad. But core, I was always like core, core, yeah, keep my core strong. When I was younger, it was probably like, abs, abs. But now I understand that the core strength all the way around. It wraps around to the back, right? Just, it's just so important for not only people with scoliosis, but everybody. And just to keep everything moving and, and working right. But, um, yeah, yeah thank- I find that I have more, in, like, I'm really not in pain in my back. But I have more uncomfortable feelings when I stop moving like if I'm standing still for a long period of time or I'm in the mall when you're like shuffling and there's all these people and you're stopping and shuffling that's when I get like achy but otherwise I'm pretty good I mean I also have a stress fracture in my lower back that will never go away that's from gymnastics so my back is just lovely (laughs) my back's a bit of a mess
1: and yet she moves you gotta see these videos you gotta see her move you gotta (laughs) check out play yoga how uh, how what, what, real quick? Are we gonna play what the f? We could play what the. F. We're gonna play what the f. We have a game that we play here. It's called know, what I've the f. And I have got a couple. If uh, all right, then you start. If you I'll start.
0: So, Brian so Brian's you, dropped the ball the last like week or so on what the f. And then no. he's like we didn't play with the f. And I was like because it's your turn. Whenever it's my <laughs> so, turn, I'm like
1: oh yeah. So I I actually it's all the planning that we do all the time. So you're awfully fit, and we know that it's not just from from uh from play yoga and and doing you know everything we we imagine that you have a pretty uh pretty good uh nutrition regimen and what's uh so what's the food what are you eating
2: well, I've been vegetarian now for about a year, so I know you are I as am, well yeah. I'm not vegan i there i i do try to limit my dairy but I do enjoy eggs i do enjoy um Greek yogurt occasionally. But I I just stay away from anything processed, anything that just is artificial, that doesn't really come from nature for the most part. I mean, obviously, everybody has their things that they like. I'm not perfect. You know, a lot of times people are like, do you ever eat chocolate? I'm like, yes, I have chocolate every single day. Um, Me too. But my biggest thing that I like to share to let people know is that If you eat consistently well and make good choices and fuel your body right and drink lots of water, I really don't drink anything but water and um, usually like two cups of coffee a day with my almond milk creamer um, a little bit, um, it's okay to have a little, you know, dark chocolate here or there, have ice cream, you know, a couple nights a week, and nothing changes. It's it's the sum of the parts,
1: right? It's the sum of the parts if you have that that one thing here and there. A lot of positives,
2: and then, you know, one negative here or there isn't going to change anything. So I would say, yeah, lots of vegetables, fruit, lots of water. You know, we now – one of the things – that I wonder if you eat this at all is, you know, ever since my husband and I both went vegetarian – you know, different ways to get protein. So we have beans, we have tofu, um, and we have these um, really awesome pastas that are made of chickpeas and lentils and black Oh, yeah, oh, black
1: yeah. the beans. black bean,
2: yep. Yeah, and that's literally our dinner. Like, a lot of times, we'll just pick which pasta we want, throw in a ton of colorful vegetables, pick a sauce or mix some tomato sauce and white wine and a little spices and pesto. Voila. Or Voila, <laughs> that's right.
0: <laughs> All so, right, so... You work out a lot, obviously, and do a lot of different, you know, could be hours of classes or exercise or things like that. So if we're doing um, food, I want to know, tell everyone, what's your fuel of choice? What's your fuel to fuel fuel your body? So is there anything special that you take when you're working out a lot? Do you add anything? Do you – what? tell everyone if there's anything that – what works for you?
2: So I have been using – some isogenic products for the past four years. Um, not all of them, but I do find that I do really like, um, their, they have like a hydrate, which is good for replenishing electrolytes. So, uh, naturally sourced. So I use that after usually during and after my workouts tastes good. Um, doesn't have all the crap that you see in Gatorade. And so some of their like performance products I do, I do enjoy water is, I mean, I literally drink water. That's like my main, main thing. Um, and I'll have like dairy-free protein shakes with their company as well. So I would say those are like staple things that I have. And A uh, couple times
0: a day or once a day or how do you, how do, you do that? I have one
2: shake every day okay. and I put a scoop of their greens in it. So it's equivalent to like seven salads or something like that. So I just know that it's extra greens um, in a convenient powdered form. I stick that in my shake and uh, it's tasty. It makes me feel good and it's you know, usually a recovery Usually a recovery drink, or at some point during the day. Awesome, yeah.
1: Good. One of the things we always hear about is is balancing everything, work, play, fitness, all that stuff with family. So you're a mother of two. Mother of two. So this is what the family. And you okay. and you work with your husband. How's that?
2: <laughs> well. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's not easy. I mean. He is he is such a hard worker such he's so disciplined so so self-disciplined and um he has really high standards which is which is good but when it's your husband sure it's, it's tough sometimes because sometimes you just want to be like I just don't feel like it like every once in a while right. but it no there's no excuses ever um so he's pushed me to be like as I've always been really self-disciplined when it comes to fitness like my body physical I've, I've always like i could work out in a garage i don't like it but i could and i could get a killer workout where most people this is why they have personal trainers and go to group go fitness to gyms and- um business honestly was not my like background and my husband thomas he had a, a long background in um, marketing and business and and sales and branding and he's really great at that. So when you look at it, we really do make a good team because we bring two very the two necessary, necessary requirements components sure. together to make something successful. And um, but yeah, he's he's definitely pushed me in. Helping me get grow as you know a leader in the sense of a business and uh, never never thought I would be a business owner. Um, just always thought I would be doing fitness and working out like for fun and being a teacher. But um, he always sees like this huge picture for people. Like, what are you passionate? You know, and that's what now I take that role as well and trying to get people like the three of us. Our our career is our passion. Sure. And so it's just amazing. So although it's not always easy. Um, we've, we've pushed each other to be better at the things like he always worked out, but it's he never was never easy. a super athlete. And now he's super strong and, and agile and, um, and all of that and is leaner than he's ever been before. And then I've, you know, gotten a lot better at just being, you know, really social, being a leader, being able to talk in front of a whole bunch of people and not being nervous. So a lot of things I've had to learn as well. So,
1: It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting dynamic for sure.
2: Yeah.
1: All right. So
0: I think our time has almost come to an end for today. Yeah. But before we go, um, I want to ask Stephanie if there's any last parting words of wisdom you would like to impart to our audience, um, whether it's, you know, about play yoga or I know that play yoga has a very strong um, saying. That um, you may want to share with everyone and and maybe just tell them what that means um, for for them, for you and and uh, and leave them with with why that's so important.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So one thing before I talk about that awesome phrase is. I also just want everyone that's listening to know that if they don't belong to a gym or they're just looking to up their fitness game, I've been running these camps that people can do from anywhere. Um, So we're launching Winter Camp um, January 8th, and we include like over $200 worth of awesome stuff, Uh, sneakers, 361 sneakers. Oh, yeah, we didn't mention the this uh, sponsorship that we have with 361 usa that has awesome sneakers um but we incorporate or include a whole bunch of awesome free stuff as well as 16 sessions over the course of eight weeks Um, and you can work out live with me twice a week or you can tune in and we also archive all of the workouts through my website getstephanie.com so yes i'm the face of play yoga but as all of us we also have our own brands and things that we um you know, do outside of the the one main thing. So I just wanted to let everybody know about that, that you can learn about winter camp or sign up um, at getstephanie.com. And then to go into our, our awesome uh, key phrase or actually trademarked motto with play yoga, which is is so much deeper than just the words is your body is power. And so this has been trademarked. We've been using this with play yoga. kind of in our, our, Catchphrase, I guess you could say, for years, for most of the time that plyo has been around, and so many times when people hear that, they think it's really just a um, physical. It sounds very like your body is power, go hard or go home, like you know, give it your all, you know, to, like torture your body, but as a lot of things fitness is so much mental we like to say it's like 90% mental because you could have all the tools and resources but if you don't make the commitment the decision up in your head um to use those tools and resources then you'll never get to your goals and be truly happy in your own skin so um we use that phrase when we're teaching um in life you could use it it's a powerful phrase that I typically use when I'm teaching a class or teaching play yoga or training someone because it's it's in that moment when you're in a plank or you're doing frog jumps or you're doing something that's starting to burn and you want to just stop. You're like, no, I'm done. But you can go a little bit further. So it's like in that moment when somebody is ready to give up and you say, let's go, your body is power. Four more. They're like, you know what, I can do four more. You know, And it just over time, those four more, every workout – makes them achieve more more results, reach their goals a little bit faster. Um, but what I want to leave everybody with is move more, find something, some type of exercise, some type of class, some type of program, play yoga or not, that is going to excite you, that's going to make you walk out feeling amazing about your body, about your accomplishment, about making the decision to be there and want to wake up and do that again the next day. And celebrate all your baby steps to reaching your goals because it's not just about the 50 pounds you want to lose or you want to fit in a bikini or you have this really big goal to run an Ironman or a marathon or whatever. But it's all the training, all of the achievements along the way that so many people forget about and they get discouraged. So I want you, whatever your goals are, um, big or small, celebrate all the little steps along the way and you'll... It'll bring so much more joy um, to your life and everybody around you.
1: Awesome,
0: amazing! I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go run through gonna, the wall. We're gonna go drop the mic now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's drop it. And if you, if you obviously you're not here and you can't see it, but Stephanie is very passionate about about getting people to move about play yoga. Um, you know, the the two fit crazy sitting right here. We are right behind you and totally believe in. You know, believe in, in your, you know, your passion and, and what you're trying to do. And, and that's here. really, you know, that's, that's, our, that's our mission as well in life. Let's get moving, right? Yeah. Let's feel good about ourselves. And um, before we go, I just have one quick question for Brian. What are you doing tomorrow morning?
1: I'm running a 5K in the Santa Claus outfit. Get
0: w- out of here. What are you doing so
1: tomorrow? So am
2: I. I oh wasn't <gasps> invited. I'm upset.
1: There's still time. Oh, my
0: <laughs> gosh. <laughs> Oh, I so I
1: think they have like they you sold it a- out. They sold it out. So I think there's gonna be like a thousand or
0: so oh, Santa clauses. Oh man, this is gonna be nuts. Oh, you have nuts. to dress like Santa. It's part of the oh, registration. it's part of the registration. So is this a big race? I don't know. I don't. I, oh. I mean, it's big because like we're in it. Oh. Yeah, which I is guess. kind of a big deal. Right? Yeah, and mm-hmm. you, <laughs> everyone presents. It's <laughs> kind of a big deal. We're, we're
1: like this is a hell of a room. We're we're big. This deals. is a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> Tooting my own horn. Oh my
0: gosh. We're just we're just living everyone. We're just trying to inspire the world one person at a time. That's right. Getting people moving physically, mentally. We're doing it. So with that said, we thank you very much, Stephanie, for coming on. We're going to put um, the link to Playoga Fitness, which is um, the playogafitness.com, and getstephanie.com is also where your winter boot camp is, so we'll yep. get some information about that up as well.
1: Anything you're plugging, 361, sneakers. We yeah. got it. it. Oh, oh, yeah, we can
2: give you 30% off your any sneakers, Christmas time, right? So... Anyone and need? free shipping. Free shipping really 30% off with promo code plyoga 30
1: plyoga 30. All
2: caps playoga.
1: We'll stick our info up they're there. Very, for you guys. They're very nice looking sneakers. I've never had a pair, but I've seen people they're wearing awesome. them on the running scene lately and, uh, you and have? Yeah, yeah, oh absolutely there's nice. running
2: and training and there's all different colors. There are really a lot of options.
1: The uh the running team that I that I run with uh, sometimes is as, as a master's runner uh just signed similar uh um, benefits with them too. So they're cool. they, yeah, they're putting themselves out there. It looks like a good product.
0: Nice. Yeah. Do they Iron Man?
1: (laughs) Perhaps. You're going to need two sneakers for that. Oh my gosh. For
0: real. Whatever. (laughs) That's fine. All right, everybody. So that is a wrap for today. My name is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are two fit crazies. And the
1: microphone. Where it's at. Thanks, everybody. Peace.